Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, babe. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Did you know it's like International Best Friends Day? Oh, is it? It is. Did you talk to your best friend today? Um, She did text this morning and I did text her back. So I think that counts. And then I've talked to you all day. So I think I got myself covered. Did you talk to your best friend today? Well, of course I did when I spoke to you this morning. Oh, got it. Through a text message. (laughs) Yes, when you she does refer to me as a she, and she texted me this morning. <laughs> we're we're non-binary in this house. It's uh, this, oh a non-binary podcast. There you have it. Ask our, our pronouns. Um, <clears throat> I heard that there is some adventure that you need in your life. Ooh, absolutely! He's talking about adventures by Disney. <laughs> Well, no, you were just saying like, you like, you know, my life is boring. I need something extra. Okay. Well, yes, I, <laughs> I can't wait to partake in some adventures by Disney. We have some uh, clients taking a little uh, trip over to the, uh, I don't really know. I mean, they're going to. Uh, somebody was going to Germany. To Germany. I, yeah, we have Germany. some other clients going in all the other directions of the world. But today I wanted to talk to you about Briefly. all the other things that you can do with <laughs> Adventures by Disney. And what is it really? And so, and that's the main thing is that we're trying to, obviously everyone knows Disney has theme parks and they have resort hotels, but there's other stuff that Disney offers as well beyond the parks and yes. beyond that adventure. So, so many things, so, so many things. One of them is Adventures by Disney. That's right. So these are group guided family vacations. So think about it as your cruise director gets off the boat and organizes everything for you on land or on your adventures by land. But there are some adventures like the ones in Alaska that go by boat too, but you'd have boat and land. So anyways, the group that you travel with will have two adventure guides. And in the locations you stop or want to oversee, you'll most likely have local experts that are going to join your group and tell you more about the area. Your accommodations will be set up for you, and that includes transportation within your adventure experience. So this is like, it reminds me of when I did a summer abroad in Italy, and my school like had all these things set up for us because we were a bunch of dumb college kids (laughs) 
going away, some of us for the very first time to a different country. So they set up all of our transportations. Um, we had our schedule where we did uh, school for three days and then would travel for mm-hmm. three days kind of thing. So all up and down the coast. But all that stuff was pre-organized. Meals were pre-organized. Again, transportation. Um, if we were going to, like, let's say the Amalfi Coast, which we really enjoyed going to our our uh, adventure to the spa or something like that. We could pre-book it. They gave us choices. So uh, this reminds me so much of that. And I felt like that was such an easy experience that I would love to partake in something like this. Um, by the way, a new segment every time uh, Abby talks about her um, uh, semester in Italy, everyone must eat a meatball. That's a new thing. So we're not... <laughs> Have I mentioned that a lot? (laughs) Like, I feel like I haven't. Maybe a normal amount. No. So, anyway. So, back to to Adventures by Disney. They go a bunch of different places, which is really cool. Do you want to name all the awesome places they go, or at least the most of them? I gave you the little list over there. Sure. Don't you... You like reading your, I love reading your writing. Well, you know, darling, you have the radio voice, I think. No, I think you do. Shadow Stevens. But you don't know. Um, Anyway, so the places that they go, these are the countries um, uh, specifying the actual locations. Right, because they go many places within these countries. So we have Egypt. We have Morocco. We have Australia, we have China, we have Japan, New Zealand, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Colombia, Costa Rica, Peru, the Galapagos (laughs) Islands. Oh, man, that sounds fun to go see some big old turtles. I like the Danube Rivers, Arizona and Utah. So it's so funny because I put these in there, too, because these, to me, seem more attainable to us. <laughs> you know, the Arizona and Utah I mean, and the Canadian Rockies. I tell you what, I've been to Arizona and I did not need a guide. <laughs> <laughs> True. But if you were, you know, I went horseback riding in the Arizona desert and I definitely needed a guide for that. So if you were doing something a little bit more uh, nature driven out there, I would not go by myself the arizona uh, horseback riding adventure i did was pretty cool because throughout the she would point out like oh you can eat this cactus oh but don't eat that one and i'm like wait what's the difference i don't understand basically don't eat cactus how about that well if you get stuck in the desert all by yourself you need to know which one is edible that's when jesus brings you uh bread <laughs> unleavened mm. bread um and the other thing is uh the other place to go is montana and wyoming right and, and when you go to montana you're obviously your tour guide is kevin costner oh obviously i mean at yellowstone yep. but i would love to go to montana in that area it's it's just amazing right. now these are all of what um, the Adventures by Disney offer, but these are some of the top countries and places um, that you can go. So we just watched... Oh, and that's what the one place I didn't name yeah. that was at the end of the list was South Africa. South Africa. 
we watched this really crazy movie the other day. Um, Rob's just like pulling out the best movies lately. He's like, have you seen this one? Okay, let's watch it. And um, that's kind of one of our favorite summer things to do is watch movies. And sometimes they're on the scary side, which this mm. one definitely was not because it was full of ghosts and ghouls, but because it was full of something that I feel like could potentially happen. It was called Beast. And it was full of giant cats. It was so very much. But one particular. Yeah. Uh, yes. Go so, for it. Tell us about it. Yeah. So Beast uh, starts Idris Alba. Uh-huh. And it's um, he and his family are out visiting a friend in the South African. Okay. But let's talk about, um, I mean, just he and his family. It's like this family right, is recovering from the trauma of their mother dying mm. from some sort of ailment. Whatever. And so they're healing. This was a healing trip for them. They wanted to like reconnect or at least that's what the dad mm-hmm. was trying to do with his two daughters who are very moody towards him about everything like him that has the, occurred. The mom had been here before. So they sure. were just spoiler alert to... guys. We're telling you the whole movie ahead of well, time. Well not really. I mean <laughs> all the family drama is kind of uh you know this add-on superfluous stuff but um so the mom that passed away was from this little town in south africa right that they're going to yeah so they're just they're you know they're out there and the friend is showing them showing them around showing them the villages and because he's like this big outback guy and he takes care of all these cats and then they come across this village and it's um, they see that all the village has been wiped out, and that there's other there were other like dead animals and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it's kind and of so like it comes a really like they were being stalked by like gruesome. this one lion yes. that was wiping out these people. But he's wiping out the people for a, a reason. It, I mean, there was poachers that were yeah. killing off this lion's family, and so he pretty much just targeted targeted any human. And just but, saw them but, as a complete yeah. threat or a poacher and was just like, you're gone. But, he wasn't even like eating them. He was just, his purpose was to make them, them suffer yeah. and die. But then it seemed in uh, Jaws-like fashion that he was like kind of targeting this yeah. one family. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this dad and his two well, daughters. because they were the only ones that were like surviving and using their like knowledge like, and they, skills. They bested me. I must get them back. Yeah. And so it's like goes on and on and, and the yeah. daughters and, and it does potentially yeah. bring the family closer. But yeah. I okay. mean, through more trauma. Well, without us spoiling anymore, let's cut to our connection. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm interested in going to South Africa. <laughs> Not me. Because <laughs> I need to see the big cats and um, the lifestyle. It looked really cool. No way. So, and also, I do have to mention that um, we have the sense of the Soren Africa ride. <laughs> the fragrance going through our house because Mm. that's what I got from the Magic Candle Company, Scents of Africa, and I got four scents. And uh, this one has really been my favorite. It's my favorite on the ride and it's my favorite to diffuse through our house. And so for those of you that don't know what a diffuser is, it's a device that disperses essential oils. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just wanted to let you know. We're dumbing it down here. I don't know. Some people might not know, and that's fine. And so that's fine. a podcast is what people. No, okay. I'm you know, go. Mr. Sassy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. 
All right. So here's the deal. If you were to go on the South African adventure, you would be looking at about 10 days. In days one through four, you would go to Cape Town. So you'd, you'd fly to Cape Town and this is where your adventure would start. In days five to six, you would go to Kenya. Seven to nine, uh, the Ka- Kapam- Kapama. I'm going to say it's Kapan, Kapama Game Reserve. And then day 10, Johannesburg. And then that's where you would fly out of, would be Johannesburg. Of course, you could do more on your own and not fly out of Johannesburg, but this is just where your adventure is going to end. So, of course, I had to do a little bit of research, uh, me being a cat lover and animal lover um, and vegetarian I was like they're going to a game reserve because like many people I always imagine a game reserve being a place in which they hunt animals and I'm not I'm not into the the hunting side and I understand a lot of game reserves um, do population control and we have that over here in the east coast population control for deer um, because they can become dangerous right uh, as far as running in front of your car and um, and uh, spreading tick-borne illnesses and things like that so uh, most of the time these reserves are for uh, controlling the game but this particular reserve is hunting is not allowed. Um, and while you're on the safaris there, you might actually see patrol units ensuring the safety of the animals. It's a really big deal for them. That's what they uh, envisioned and what they are protecting is the animals. Um, it's all for conservation. And it is a private game drive on the resort's private estate. So it's a very, very cool place. You know, mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at their personal website and they have spas and all sorts of different things at this um, game reserve. And, our, mm-hmm. and I just, it was awe inspiring. It's one of the best. Yeah. So, of course, that's why Adventures by Disney wants to go there. And that's where the, the main thing, that's Adventures by Disney, what the um the appeal is it's all going being able to go to these places is like you know what some would say is a once in a lifetime opportunity and to visit these other countries and to go in this place but it's a lot of it would be a lot of work to plan on your own so much work and then you'd probably you know with me i'd have a lot of like doubt like oh did i pick the right place oh my goodness (laughs) are my kids gonna like it but what having these pre-picked places they know what you know, kids particularly like it's just like Disney World. Kids are but, used to certain things yeah. and certain levels, and so yeah, I, I think it's pre-researched I, everything. I think it's that level of security too, because you could go and you know you could get a tour guide in any you know country, but if you're going you know the Scotty's travel guide and you don't know who Scotty is, he could be, you know, somebody that's going to sell your, you know, kidney uh, at some Mm -hmm. point, but you're going to Disney, you're going to Disney route. Um, obviously you know that it's like disney accredited like they're yes. not going to attach their name to anything that's not right that, that's going to give no them way. bad rap or anything so you know they're, it's going to be safe and that's i think a lot of people don't travel abroad because of the language barrier they don't feel safe about it mm-hmm. but if you have everything set up through this you know giant organization that you know is in looking for the best interest of you it's worth you know doing your own thing and doing that 
and it takes away all that those fears and doubts. Absolutely, traveling abroad. I know, and I love all of that, and that's that's what would give me more security to do something like this. So um, I'm going to mention that there's 23 meals on this particular adventure that are included, and that would be nine breakfasts, eight lunches, and six dinners. Now I believe you know you obviously can go off and do your own mm-hmm. thing, but it's nice to know that this is included, kind of like you're on a cruise ship kind of thing, and it's included with your payment mm. right yeah um the minimum age did i say minimum mm-hmm. i can't get that out today either um is six but they do suggest for this particular south african safari yeah. that it's eight plus still talking about the south african i am okay why <laughs> no i know i didn't know. <laughs> did I just you want to specify asleep? i was like oh wait are we going we we're talking about in general but in general saying six for the majority of the uh yeah okay Age six, yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much it. If you want to go on an adventures by Disney or you want to hear more about it, reach out. We're Disney at familytravelplanner.com. What do you think yeah, of that? I agree. <laughs> Did I say the right email? I, I I'm always paranoid. <laughs> we're always getting we're always slightly wrong. From the first episode on, we've uh, slightly said things. Well, let me take some sips of my coffee here. What do you got going on over there? No, nothing. <laughs> You imagine? Can you well, imagine? What a terrible podcast that was. Sounds like, nah, good. Like, I got none. <laughs> I'm just here. Um, one thing. So, yeah. So, that's our that's our adventures by Disney. And thanks for that write-up. I think that's very helpful. As you said, you can reach out to us and we can help you uh, facilitate your adventures. Anyway. Hmm. Um, the one thing going around now, we're kind of switching to a little bit of news. Um and it's going to be, we're going to have an interview coming up shortly. We are, because it is Best Friends Day, so, you know. Got it. And that's why it's National <laughs> Best Friends Day. You know, it's funny, if it was National Pizza Day, we'd be eating a pizza on mic. Oh, you know what? Oh, gosh. Pizza sounds really good. Mm, mm. I'm, I'm into it. It's about dinner time. One of the things um, we've talked about before, and we just talked about our Epcot adventure, Epcot Forever, the current nighttime uh, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not our favorite. No. Doesn't seem to be a lot of people's favorite. Oh. Other people liked Harmonious. Yes. Didn't like the barges. Right. Um, so they, Epcot Forever is now, they removed, they dismantled the Harmonious barges. barges. Right. There's supposed to be a new Epcot nighttime fireworks spectacular being produced. Okay. They're building two new barges have been spotted being uh, built. Oh. Right now. But it looks like. Like the big thing, Harmonious's issue where they were they would stay in the lake. What is the lake? I always forget the name of the lake there. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. Um, but that lake it isn't it have, like Friendship Lake or something? Something like, like that. Let me look it up. Keep going. The the so the barges they were kind of like uh, for sci-fi nerds they were like they called them the Stargate barges because they had like these big round metal structures on them and they were kind of an eyesore to look at during the day. So they were dismantled. They're building new barges that are kind of like flat and they kind of look more like like lower to the ground like uh, stands at like a football like a high school football stadium type of thing but not, they're not that high. So they look, they're less like intrusive, hmm. I guess. 
And so they were, this whole thing was supposed to be part of the 100th celebration of uh, Disney. It was supposed to start in September, but there hasn't been any announcement about it yet, like a yeah, name or what right. the theme or right. obviously they're just building it, but that's something that's going to be happening at Epcot. So Epcot forever ain't going to be forever, hey. <laughs> which we, like we said, we are not exactly fans of that show um so i think there's something better coming and right. it's gonna be a little bit newer a little more innovative yeah um so we'll keep an eye on that Good. As it gets built. that's great news i like that i think the news that are what i pulled up is really it's just called the world showcase lagoon does that sound okay i'll go along with it yeah so hey we had the opportunity to see the movie elemental what'd you think it was essentially elemental i don't know i was trying to come up with something i um you know what i liked it yeah the movie got panned for some reason like it was i didn't follow exactly what the headlines were but i think like i heard like the first weekend it was like the lowest grossing pixar film to date or for an opening weekend um, so I don't know why exactly it didn't really make sense. Uh, sometimes you just get bad press or bad buzz. I, I like that. It was really it. good. It had a really good, um, st- story, mm-hmm. I guess, or lesson, I should say, yeah. you know, of fire and water mixing yeah. and making it work. And they did a really beautiful. good, they did a really good job of, uh, world building in my yes. mind yeah. and they were showing how these different elements living in the, like the same area would function together and how the pitfalls like you know water and fire would have to stay apart because they could be put out in like the different avenues of how, what they would do mm-hmm. and then like just all the all the different things like there were a lot of things where i was like oh i wouldn't even have thought of that and they yeah. they showed that as being like an issue and like how yep. they would get around it mm-hmm. and it's all done like you know very lighthearted. it wasn't yeah where it's like people are being snuffed out forever it was done in a pixar way yeah. i found it to be very engaging yeah. i like the 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 love story that evolves in it and uh you know i was i kept grabbing i know we got to sit next to each other which was was nice but uh, you're my fire queen i know it was yeah we definitely had a couple of moments there but all four of us walked away Mm. feeling rejuvenating saying like what a great idea we had to go to this movie it was so good yeah so if it's still playing in your town go check it out check it out it'll probably be on disney plus soon but um (laughs) but you know it's worth going to take the family out for a uh, uh you know an afternoon flick Speaking of movies, you know, now Haunted Mansion is out and in the theaters, right? No. Um, it's not in the theaters. It's nope. already got some reviews and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think, I think they're early, uh, like, critic reviews and stuff. I don't oh. think it comes out until the, I don't know if it's the end of August. Hmm. We can, I don't know. I mean, it's getting a little bit like a... Maybe I'm wrong. It's getting like above average good reviews, but kind of like, eh. Eh. Um, basically, they're saying it's it's kind of s- silly, scary 
you know, not like the scary, scary, because when you see the previews, I felt like it was really scary, scary. And it, I was like, oh, there's just like zero chance that our kiddos will be able back. to go. I was incorrect. It is Alan. I was going to say on all the Diz boards, everybody was like getting dressed up like, oh, which Haunted Mansion shirt should I wear? Things like that. And I'm like, am I going crazy? Did I dream this up? <laughs> yes, no. you did. No, I did not. I saw <laughs> the things I saw. But um, yeah, so uh, so more s- silly, scary, but it is a pg-13 movie correct yes yeah so you just got to be aware i still i want to take the kids but i hope that we get to see it yeah i think think they saw the preview and they were both like i don't want to see yeah yeah so i don't know we'll we'll see how that works (laughs) out but i love i feel like we are back right disney's letting out these really good blockbuster movies and there's great like we just saw the indiana jones movie and all sorts of things are coming out in the theaters and it has been years since summer Mm -hmm. has been back to good movies so Mm -hmm. it feels good i'm so happy now i have a question for you um going back to universal going going over to the other Hello, Universal. Did you now? You were you've been a long time Universal fan. You had season passes Mm -hmm. back in the day. That's right. Um, Did you ever go on the Dueling Dragons roller coaster? I did go on Dueling Dragons roller coaster. Yes. Did you did you like that ride? I believe so. Dueling Dragons was it the one where your feet were not on the floor? I don't know that. I'm not sure. But I know this that one, I've been on it because there was like a red and a blue or something like that. There, there were two different and, colors. And, and part of are... it was that the, so yeah, you were on two different like kind of Coasters, tracks. Yeah. And you were they kind of crisscross. Yeah. Right? And there was that one part where you be, you were within 18 inches of yes. the other. Yes. You know, car, which sounds extremely dangerous. And I'd be well, nervous. I mean, that was like the big thing is like we'd all want to go on different dragons mm. and like try to get the picture and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, like people, I guess they said that a lot of people were like throwing, like trying to like yes. throw stuff at each other. Yep. And they would constantly hit the other people. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyway. I mean, so it closed down in 2017. Yes. But now they've confirmed that it's coming back. No way. For the Halloween Horror Nights. What? I'm not exactly sure. How do they do like, that? Like, how are they just building a coaster? But that's the story that I'm reading. So maybe I got to dig a little further yeah. into that. But uh, Well, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. But it, uh, it was replaced. Wow. The coaster eventually closed and was replaced by Hagrid's uh, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. But says it's coming back for that's got to be fake Halloween Horror Nights. I don't hmm. know. Confirmed. Dueling Dragons roller coaster returns in haunted house. Oh, in haunted house. What? All right, we got to dig more into it. Yeah, anyway. let's do that. But um, yeah, also over at Universal, it's good to know that the nighttime lights at Hogwarts Castle is currently on an extended closure. Um, so f- it's working on future show enhancements. I mean please it didn't sound like it was all that exciting like about five minutes of like ooh, uh, and you're like waiting for something else to happen but it doesn't so i would really love them to come out with something spectacular however i do have clients going to universal and really into harry potter so i'm not excited to hear this news for them okay and that's not something we can control but it is a bummer Hmm. They well, don't have a reopening time frame, so there we go. It is what it is. It's all right. Now, um, like we said, upcoming. So I think that's all we have. We have. We're going to do the interview. 
Yeah. So one thing I wanted to try to do, and one thing we kind of forgot, and I promise we weren't going to talk about our trip uh, at length anymore, but kind of one thing we didn't talk about, and this is going to be the tease to after the interview, what was, I want to know what your favorite and least favorite ride was on our trip. Oh. So we'll think about it. Think about it during the break while the interview is playing because we play the entire interview and listen to it, right? That's how it works. Exactly. And then um, we're going to come back. We're going to share that with you. Again, won't be long. We're not going to go in detail about our entire trip. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. She's she's definitely thinking Thinking about about it. So here it goes. We're cutting to interview with... Nicole. Travel specialist Nicole. Hey, so we have a surprise visit from travel specialist Nicole. She's here all the way from Texas. Hey, Nicole. Hi, everybody. We're so excited to have you here. And just a little background, Nicole is also my bestie. So we've known each other for many, many, many years. It's one of the only reasons I come all the way out to Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we've got a couple of questions for you. Awesome. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Our first one is, when was your first trip to Disney? My first trip to Disney. So I um, grew up in Southern California. So my first Disney memories are of Disneyland. Um, And I have a might have not been my first trip, but it's my first memory was me and my sister were getting ready to go to the dentist. So my parents told me. And uh, we didn't have to go to school that day or we weren't going at that moment because we were getting ready for the dentist. And we dropped my little brother off at grandma and grandpa's house. And then we were driving down Harbor Boulevard and I started to recognize it. And I was like, wait a minute. This is not the way to the dentist. This is the way to Disneyland. And my dad said, yep, we're going to Disneyland. So but wait, backtrack. They like dropped off your brother and were like, he doesn't deserve Disneyland. To be fair, he was like just born. So uh, okay, okay, got <laughs> it. Got to, I don't, I don't even think he was that mobile yet. Uh, so that would have probably put me at about four years old. Um, but yeah, so I have this memory of like driving down and figuring it out for myself, which probably speaks to, you know, how young as I was when I started realizing direction already and knew where I was going and we spent a family day at Disneyland in Southern California and that was prior to there being DCA and and uh just Disneyland style some teacups some Alice in Wonderland little it's a small world (laughs) I think they even had people movers back then They're always moving people. That's, yeah. That's the one thing that's always been sticking around. Yeah. And they had this fun little like, uh, you know, sky, a version of the sky ride there that went through the Matterhorn. But uh, that came down in the 90s, I believe. But I do have memories on that as well. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Now, uh, second question. What's the one thing that you must do every time you go to Disney? So I have to do a character breakfast when I go to Disney and I usually separate it from park days so I can 
not have to get up super early. I can make a reservation. I can go sit down. Um, my One of the last ones I did was Ohana for the first time. And that was magical. I th- definitely think I'll do it again. But I really like taking a day to have a little bit of Disney experience and have gluten-free Mickey waffles handed to me um, while my kids get to get hugs by all the characters. It's fantastic. This is just a quick bonus question. As a, we talk a lot about being vegetarian and eating vegan. How is it uh, being gluten-free in Disney? Is that something is that easy, uh, difficult? Uh... I find it to be super easy. I've been always very impressed with the Disney restaurants and their gluten-free options. Um, I always feel confident that what I'm getting has been checked. There's often a manager or chef that comes out and verifies things with you. So that's been nice. Um, I feel that there's good options. Um, you know, so in general, I feel like the gluten free scene at Disney has always treated me well. And then recently, too, I've come to discover that the animal kingdom has gluten free churros. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's always a must must do stop for me. I love that. Well, this is a big question. Oh, dear. What does your best day at Disney look like? My best day like, at what Disney. do you need to do in your day? What's the best schedule for you in one Disney day? I am a rope drop gal. Like I like to be there. I like to be there early. Um, I like to get the rides done. So we have a ride family. My son really likes roller coasters. And so that's kind of a must do in the sense that we get there, we do our big roller coasters. And then the other must is a a dining reservation. And they kind of stagger sometimes between a lunch or a dinner. But I like to know that I have a dedicated time to sit down. Agreed. So um, we we get in early. We do the rides we want to do before it gets too busy. We sit down at a restaurant where, again, you know, there's service. um, And I'm fine with quick meals, too. But I like to have that one time where it's just kind of like that. And then and then the rest of the day is when I kind of exercise my leisure time or more flowing time to kind of, you know, what does people feel like do can we wait in line? Can we not wait in line? Do we want to see a show? And then the flexibility comes from there. But I've learned through my many Disney trips that the key is up earlier. And that's probably driven by little kids. Maybe when they're teenagers, this is a very different conversation. Um, And then uh, my, my dining reservation, I'll stick to it. I won't change that one. That's, that's a game changer for me. Yeah. So you recently went to Universal this year, which was a which was a huge game changer. You were actually at Universal while we were at Disney. So it was like kind of tears all around. (laughs) But um, what was your takeaway from Universal? We were so far, so close. Yeah, so So far. Yeah. Uh, I had a fantastic time at Universal. Um, I have done Universal as a popover day on my Disney trips. So I've never really done a true Universal like this trip. was the first time you stayed, yeah, on, stayed on property campus. at Lowe's Sapphire, which was fantastic. We had the ferry access over to the parks. We had three-day park hoppers. And we did opt for a one-day express pass. And I really felt that it gave us the benefit of spending a day. We focused a lot on Harry Potter because we had just read the 
books uh, to do our magic, our wands, the shows, you know, really get to explore. And then we had a day that we got to focus on rides with that express pass. So with it being at the price point, it is like, you know, we didn't need it every day, but we got a lot of value out of it for one day. And then we did opt to do uh, Volcano Bay on our third day. It was fantastic. We had such a great time. We had rain, but the rain actually got the crowds out. And so we got a kind of a park to ourselves and really enjoyed That's it. That's really special. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Got to do all the rides the kids wanted to do. And, um, you know, overall enjoyable. And I I do have to say the one thing that was really pleasant too about Lowe's was the food at the hotel was fantastic. The dining experience was great. We ended up back at our hotel for dinner, kind of based on what I just said, we started early in our days. And so we wound, wound down and head back there to and, and it was great. It was a great restaurant experience, both for the adults and the kids. So I uh, highly recommend that resort and definitely the restaurants, both of them there were great. Awesome. I love that. Any more questions? No. Yeah. No, I, that'll do it. I just I know that. I just know that uh, part of our, our next trip, uh, Nicole's usually a part of our trips. It's this is the one uh, time when we were, she was going to a different <laughs> park. Probably the next trip, she'll probably be back with us. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll go to like Olani or something crazy like that. What do you think? Or maybe a cruise. A cruise. Oh boy! Here I we do. Go. I do. I Olani a lot. I think that definitely has to happen soon. <laughs> it does have to happen, but we have to like keep in mind the time change. And that's the that's most difficult the most thing. Difficult part. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what's moved me from the California side to the Disney World side. Is I actually appreciate both parks, both you know locations yeah, for what they are equally, I think. Um, but the time change with little kids in the pacific coast time is is really difficult whereas coming to east coast time is a better change so it's definitely always something to consider when you're traveling is just the impact on the time zones that you're going to anywhere yeah. and whether your kids are good at doing that or not yeah well we hear some little feet so we're gonna Here wrap it come. up and we'll talk to you soon thank Thanks, you Nicole. guys love ya And thank you, travel specialist Nicole, for that interview. That was definitely um, an interview, and we appreciate you coming on the show. Abby appreciated you talking to her at all. (laughs) At all, we enjoyed the visit very much. (laughs) Yes, no, absolutely. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed getting to know Nicole. Yeah. So, what was this big question again? So now we're we're talking about going back to our trip that you just listened to multiple episodes us go on and on and on about. We didn't talk about what our favorite ride, favorite and least favorite rides were. So we'll start off with the negative. What was your least favorite ride? So my least favorite ride was over in Hollywood Studios, the Alien Swirling Saucers. And that was also my pick for the least favorite ride. The wait for it and the hype did not live up to the ride. That was a nothing ride. It was like like, something you could find in a backyard carnival. Yeah, or that was just like like a playground. I mean, it's more exciting to go on just like, you know anything yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah just running on a playground it was more exciting than that yeah. it was really yeah it just it didn't have like any thrill to it whatsoever it was very right. low-key yep. which maybe after going on slinky duck dash is kind of like you're like all right yeah why not uh, um but yeah no definitely 
That's if it's and sometimes the wait's long because Slinky yeah. Dog's long and Toy Story Mania's long and right, kids love Toy Story. Like waiting out whatever it's they definitely can. One of those things, not worth it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite ride on so the trip? My favorite ride was Millennium Falcon <gasps> Smuggler's Run. How can we have the same least favorite oh, and favorite ride? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Hive mine. Hive mine. Hive mine. Lame. Hive mine. Really, really lame. I know, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> That's probably uh, one prob- of the many reasons we married each other. And it's probably the re- the same reason too why we liked it. And it was really because I felt like our family uh, came together yes. on this ride. Yeah, absolutely. And it was kind of like we were all work, even though we're in separate seats, we're all kind of working together and uh-huh. enjoying the experience. And it was more so on the second time when. Um, uh, you and Heidi were engineers. Yes, and me and Bailey were gunning. Yes, and I just loved that on both rides. There was like multiple times where everybody was just like, "Mom," <laughs> like because I didn't press the button or something, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm glad you guys all band together to do this." <laughs> but it was fun. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was a good. And that's why we went on it twice. And, yes, uh, we yeah, did. That's and and that was our that was our favorite. So it's probably again not too uh, shocking yeah. as we picked Hollywood Studios as our favorite, our favorite day. Yeah, day, um, that we all, that was a ride we went on twice. And yeah, I mean, yeah. aside from not liking that one, probably the carousel would have been <laughs> Prince Charming would have been one of my other least favorites. Oh but, yeah, with, know, the with the people peeing yeah. or whatever that was on that. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so have you heard about the bees over at Epcot? Oh, bees. <laughs> Ooh, bees. So right after, you know, we've had this, uh, you know, flower and garden festival, mm-hmm. you know, now they're moving into food and wine. Ooh, I and like that it's just this like season where the bees are out because they are hopping from flower to flower and there's just a really big uh, bee problem so over at joffrey's um coffee location Mm -hmm. in epcot they are not well especially in the american adventure joffrey's coffees i should just say that which is actually the coffee stand i find myself going to most because when you get to Mm. that part of the world showcase you're you're like i can't drink anymore (laughs) i need to put myself up with some coffee Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um they're unable to use uh syrups and sauces right now which which is is kind of a bummer because that's a big part of getting joffrey's coffee you want to have some sort of i remember i wanted to go get like that fruit loop whipped cream coffee Mm, um but for everyone's safety it just can't it can't happen right now yeah, so bees, man. yeah and that's okay we want the bees to keep going and doing their thing but just nope. wipe them out be we aware that there might be some certain limitations and speaking of that food and wine opened up on thursday and those wait times really hiked on up this week because everybody's trying to get their last minute trip in before they go back to school and um also try out all the amazing new foods which i can't yeah. wait we were looking a little bit at some of the, the abby was looking at yeah. the vegan uh offerings yes. and, and yeah we'll, we'll go we're into a little so more excited and we're gonna map out all the things that we're gonna try for you guys in august so mm-hmm. that we can talk about each one of them and it's gonna be like an eating festival for us <laughs> Yay! Yay! Eating and drinking and uh, day drinking, right? Like the, yeah. the one father said to his son. Oh, 
And uh, how about uh, wait times? Have you, I know I just said that they went up, but have you had any chances to look into them at all? I did not. Oh, well, let's take a little peek before we end our show because we need to keep everybody in the know. All this kind of, again, um, untrue news has come about about Disney crowds being super low and nobody attending. Well, I, I can just say that in June when we were there, it was hopping. And right now it is hopping. So I think there's probably a natural low in July when things are really hot and um, the rainstorms are happening that it is a little bit lower. Well, speaking of that, it is raining now because all the the outside. uh, uh, Well, you know what? It's strange. Not all of the outside uh, attractions are closed. It looks like maybe it's just in Magic Kingdom. That's weird because, yeah, I'm showing it. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash is still up, and that's an outdoor ride that usually closes. But yeah, it's like all the other ones are closed. Big Thunder Mountain, Jungle Cruise, mm-hmm. these are all in Magic Kingdom. But then Rock and Roller Coaster starting Aerosmith closed. Oh, I don't know. There's something. Something is amiss at oh. Uh, oh. with the wait times. Well, the longest wait time right now is, and this is typically can be true. Avatar: Flight of the Passage, 115 minutes. Okay, see, and that's really up there. That's woo. Yeah, and even Slinky Dog Dash, 110. Yeah, Frozen Ever After, 75 minutes. So that's the okay. longest ride outside of Guardians. You know, with the the Q Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, seventy five minutes. This is actually pretty good for Rise of the Resistance. Um, Toy Story Mania seventy, Remy seventy, Peter Pan's Flight seventy minutes. Oh, gross! All those other rides are oh, or close. There was somebody I saw something. I guess somebody jumped out of um, the ride at It's a Small World. Like, I guess it stopped. There was a stoppage. Oh, no. And somebody, the people like jumped out and yeah. started wading in the water. Ew, guys. Which gross. that water is really gross. Um, so I would not go Don't on that. Do that. But also, I mean, when you realize you wake up from the nap that you took while you're on small, it's uh, a small world. Because it's so nice and chilly uh, in there. Um, but like alien swirling saucers right now, 60 minutes. Wow. Not worth it. No, thanks. Not worth it. Navi River Journey, 50. Yeah. Uh, then we're going down. We'll, we'll just, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway is only 40 minutes. That's pretty good. Go on it. Yeah. If you're listening to this somehow, yeah. which is impossible for you to be listening to it live, <laughs> but if somehow you can hear our voices, what do you think? What's the least, uh, what has the lowest uh, wait time, wait queue in all of Disney right now? The Hall of Presidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, streak number 20 she still hasn't gotten it right because it's back it's there it's the grand fiesta tour starring the three cavaleros with a five minute wait so that being said just to let you guys know the haunted mansion um over at magic kingdom is going to be closed for that short amount of time we've said this before i just want to give you a reminder it's august 7th through august 9th and then it will be re opening to guests on august 10th and there you have it let's see what's gonna be there the rumors of the hatbox ghost uh i know what's happening i don't know there was something i saw like one of the um they were taking away something like it was like a scary like bride looking statue they took that and they put it it was going into like the archives that they have there (sighs) it was in like like, the disney warehouse i don't know iconic yeah, I saw it somewhere. I was just, I saw it on like an Instagram. 
but uh, anyway. But also very inappropriate to teach that the, <laughs> the bride cutting away, the bride. She's cutting off the uh, head of her husband. Well, you know, <laughs> as a married couple, we won't say anything about that. No comments. But anyway, uh, we appreciate you coming back and listen to our first uh, kind of normal uh, episode. Uh, we will be back again. We're going to. To Disney for some travel agency stuff, and we'll be back doing more of those um, as requested. Yeah, um, doing, doing more of our podcasting. on-site yeah, podcasting and Let's such. So do it. We'll try to work out the audio so it sounds better in general. Yeah. But, uh, thanks well, for listening. Thank you, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you.